Welcome home, everybody. That is to the Conscious Home Podcast. I'm your host, Blanche Garcia. This is technically our first episode, and I'm not gonna lie, it's a little bit of a nerve-wracking episode, but I figured we can't go into Conscious Home and all of the amazing things that we're gonna talk about without understanding the foundation of how Conscious Home came to be. And like any, I guess, endeavor that's passionate, that is really unique, there's always a story. This is my story. It's a very personal one. And I've honestly gone back and forth so many times on whether to share it because it's a little crazy. You know, there's like moments in your life that you're like, I can't believe things like this happened. And talking to you right now, I would probably say you would never guess that this is how this all came to be. So here we go. It's 2020. And I think that I'm a pretty reasonably successful person. I've been designing for about 28 years. I've been on TV, married at this point. I'm pregnant, about to have my daughter, super excited, but I've always been really connected and intuitive in a parallel to my life. Whereas I've always been a designer for the past, I don't know, over 25 years at this point, 24 years at that point. I have also been on my spiritual journey. And what does that even mean? Because there's a lot of different versions of spirituality. But for me, it has always been cosmic connection, connection to my guides, you know, like you see feathers and you know that they're with you or numbers and you're reminded you're on the right path. I had gone on retreats to like Omega and big into yoga, meditation, but it wasn't like an everyday thing. So here I am thinking, okay, I'm working on my passions. I'm about to have a baby. This is so amazing. I ended up having my daughter at a time when the world stopped. It was right at lockdown for the pandemic and nobody was really expecting that. There's a lot of things as like a new mom or as somebody who's always been in control of her life. I didn't realize, and what's interesting is that you learn a lot as a parent on who you were and how you set up your life in order to have control or have peace in your life. And the thing that will come in and basically throw all of that upside down is having a kid. That will definitely throw everything topsy-turvy. And that was completely true for me in the sense that I didn't realize how neurodivergent I was. I have always been like, okay, I don't like a lot of loud noises, bright lights, like never use the overhead light, right? You're always going to be using sconces and things like that. I thought just as a designer, I just hated vulgar lighting, right? I didn't like loud noises or I needed to recharge after I was out with friends. I needed like a day to myself and I needed quiet, you know, so many different things. I realized though, after I had my daughter and being forced into situations where you really don't have control over certain things. And I also really protect my sleep a lot. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm one of those people that needs seven to nine hours sleep. And as a new parent, you don't really get that. So here I am going through a lot of challenges with my scheduling, lack of sleep and handling a baby. And then we throw the pandemic on top of it. To say that that was probably the most challenging time in my life would be an understatement because you really also don't have as much support as you would as a new mom. It was interesting because it kind of started slowly where I was connecting more and more to the other side. What I would say is like the veil. And when I say the veil, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, and some of you will, is that there are so many different layers to what's happening in our reality. There is our physical reality and the things that we see and touch. Like I go to work, I put my pants on. And then there's what's beyond the veil, the things that we pick up, but we don't always see. And those things are really just energy when you feel energy in a room. Those are kind of what I call like the fairy dust of life. It's almost like you can breathe air, but you don't see it, but you know it's there. It's kind of that. So that veil, that other layer is where our guides operate, our angels support us. And I feel like we're all born 
with a connection to them. And as we get older, we forget because as kids, we are babies, we are more in tuned. So as we get older, we get so pragmatic, we are forced to leave our fairy dust behind and pay attention to the physical world because that is what we can see, it's tangible. And those who are really lucky don't lose that. And so my connection to the other side, I always wanted a stronger connection, but I was like, I still felt it there. There was a week there, my daughter was about six weeks old, that I started feeling more of a connection to the other side. I started feeling like I was easily able to jump into getting downloads or getting information about all sorts of things, about the life I was living right at this moment, about intuitive insights, about family members, friends, the future, even my daughter, my marriage. There were so many things that were coming in that at first I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Like as a new mother, I'm opening up this kind of third eye and, you know, birth this new energy. But as the week unfolded, I realized that it was less and less within my control, that I was becoming untethered. And what that means is, is that the anchor that normally keeps us in this plane as a human and as a person on this planet, I didn't feel as grounded. So I couldn't control when I was connecting and I couldn't stay as much as I wanted to, which you have to as a parent, you have to like do things like breastfeed and change diapers and do all these things. I realized that something was wrong and not wrong in the way like, oh my God, I feel anxious or I feel a upset or mad or any of those things. I just felt I was constantly getting downloads, constantly connecting. I was constantly feeling that energy. Because it was COVID, there was no connection to anybody. Like you couldn't get to a doctor. You couldn't get somebody coming over. My husband noticed. And I actually remember saying to him at one point, it was really poignant for me. I had woken up the night before I had remembered singing to my daughter to get her to sleep and giving her her bottle. And I remember getting all these different insights that something was coming that I couldn't control. And I remember waking up and I was up before him. And when he woke up, I said to him, I was like, I need you to pay attention to how I take care of her today and the things that I do. And I'm going to give you some instructions because I have a feeling that I'm not going to be here to take care of her, which is crazy to me. I'm like, what does that even mean? But that's the information that I got. Within a couple days, it was just really hard for me to really be present. And so my husband noticed it. He didn't know what to do because obviously I'm the one experiencing it. But he's like, where do I go with this? And I ended up being dropped off because you couldn't go in. Nobody could go in other than me at the hospital. And I ended up spending a whole week basically being evaluated in the psych ward. And for me to even say that out loud seems kind of crazy to me. And it seems out of body. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but it really is true. And what's interesting to me is that it happened to me. Like I'm the person that people come to for advice. I'm the person that people are like, yeah, Blanche takes the lead. She goes, after what she wants. She works out at this time. She eats right. She does this, blah, blah, blah. I'm a very balanced person and really take care of my life. And so it was so crazy to me that my life had been so out of control. And I remember being driven to the hospital and a song had come on on the radio and my mother and my husband were in the car with us. And I remember turning to them saying, is today the day that I die? Because I literally thought that I had said goodbye to my daughter for the last time. I was like, wow, I just didn't see it ending like this. didn't see that this would be the end and that I'd have a daughter that I really wanted and that this is where my story ends. So I really felt that going there because you have to remember it's the pandemic. I wasn't being present. I feel like I was untethered. And so when you see a bunch of doctors come out in masks and saying goodbye to your your husband and your mom, you're kind of like, I don't know if I'm ever coming back out of here, especially in the pandemic. Who knows if I end up getting COVID and I just can't come back out because that was pretty much a reality. 
I remember, it's really interesting, I had a handkerchief and I've had this handkerchief for a long time. I remember I had a reading from a psychic maybe years earlier and she's like, I want you to get on a handkerchief and have it in engraved or like sewn in. It's gonna say, trust yourself, bitch. And I know that sounds really crazy. It says, trust yourself, bitch. But I've always had it on my nightstand. So I don't know why, but that day when we were going, I picked it up off the nightstand. I put it in my pocket. When I was going to the hospital and I was saying goodbye to my mother, my mother told me, she's like, stick it in your bra because then you can keep it with you because they're going to take everything from you when you go in there. And believe it or not, that was what I would call my talisman, that while I was in there and working through the reality of where I was and disconnecting from my intuitive, in a way, body so that I can take care of the things that were right in front of me, like taking care of my body, my fitness, my mental health, right? To do those things, I always had that handkerchief as like my talisman to like trust myself because when you're in those situations as a mother that just had a baby and what I believe really happened was that it was a mixture of two things. The physical is I gave birth to my daughter. I had to be induced twice. I had an epidural and it was not the birth that I planned. The birth that I planned was like a natural birth and it was going to be like nice and soft and it was going to be beautiful and I had music picked out and it was me candles and it was not that. It was (laughs) 23 hours of screaming epidural inducing craziness and I am not a person that even like barely takes an Advil so I think it really threw my body out of whack and as a new mother my whole physical body just went through this whole traumatic metamorphosis and I also think that my third eye which is what we all have which is what connects us to the other side even me being as intuitive I was it kind of blew it wide open it was like a water spout that I could not control the information coming in and out I was not grounded and I say this because when you're in this what I call an episode to get yourself grounded when I was in the hospital there were so many doctors trying to help me and me trying to find myself so that I could get home and get back to my daughter you really have to remember to trust yourself because I had to dig deep, like who was Blanche? What is her belief system? So what's really interesting about the medical field is that they will only help you with what they can see, which means that they are treating the symptom. They are not treating why. They don't need or want to understand the why in a way. They just want to make it go away. And so they'll do that with different prescriptions and pills and those types of things because they just would like to stop the symptoms. They just would like it to kind of pat it down and go away, which I I get, you know, because if it goes away, then you're fine. But they're not really going deep into the why. And for somebody who is really intuitive and spiritually aligned, there were so many different layers. But at that time, when I was in the hospital, the universe and my guides were like, we have to handle that later. Right now, we need to bring you back to earth. We need you to have your root chakra really like anchored in. And the root chakra controls everything that is physical, material, safety. So we need to make sure that you're safe, Blanche. We need to make sure that you're back to being Blanche and then we can work on the other aspects of you now with this new heightened intuitive awareness where we go from that. So when I was in the hospital, they would call when I would say to them, oh, these are the things that I'm experiencing. They would call that magical thinking, which is interesting. Like what was magical thinking is things like when I would say, oh, I just always believed my guides and my angels were with me, supporting me and giving me signs. And they're like, yeah, that's what we call magical thinking. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, okay. I just thought that that was my divine feminine connecting to my energy and supporting everything in my fucking life. That's what I thought I was doing with my life. I thought I was leading it in the direction of my passions, but it's clearly it's magical thinking and I should just shut the fuck up. That's what I felt. 
So you learn really early while you're in the hospital, there are certain things you want to keep to yourself. And honestly, a part of myself just thought, maybe I've just been wrong my whole life. Maybe there is no higher purpose. Maybe I just was delusional for the past, I don't know, 40 something years. I don't know. These are the things that go through your head and you realize, okay, let's just compartmentalize and put that part of you away because what we have to pay attention to is making sure you eat on time, you're sleeping on time and you're taking care of your body, right? And whatever that means, you are in survival mode and you need to get back to your daughter and your family. What was interesting to me is that like the first day or so that I was there, I didn't want to eat anything and they thought I didn't want to eat anything because I was like, oh my God, what if she doesn't want to be on this planet anymore and she wants to do herself in and you know what I'm saying? And I was like, nah, bitch, I don't want to eat anything because I don't want to catch COVID. It's a fucking pandemic going on. I don't know, that seemed normal to me. So as the days progressed, I was there for about a week and I was able to finally get myself out. And then there was a whole week where I couldn't even be with my newborn daughter because I didn't wanna give her COVID. And that week of coming back to myself, my husband was really supporting and helping me kind of put one foot in front of the other. And you really find out what your marriage is worth and your partner is made of when you're in situations where it really calls them to step up because this was very different and new for him. And I really just spent a few months it was just clouded, like finding my way through the woods, finding myself again, you know, like I had gotten off the medication. They had said to me, we don't know, you didn't have any negative or bad tendencies or thoughts from what we can hear. But the only thing that we're not sure is, is this like a postpartum psychosis? And that's the only thing they can assimilate with. And I honestly don't know because I didn't have any negative thoughts or feelings. I just was connecting to the astral plane 24 (laughs) seven. So I don't think they have really like a diagnosis for something like that really. But after a few weeks, I was honestly able to get off of medication. And this is me saying that there are times in our life where we need that and that support because I can't really say anything negative about it. It got me from point A to B. But also what I realized as I was connecting more to my root chakra and trying to figure out was, was my life just full of wishful thinking or was I really this intuitive being that connected to the other side? Was I delusional or was it real? And that was the question that sat with me for honestly six to eight months, if not a year. But I realized the things that I thought that I had taken for granted while I was single without a kid were getting eight hours of sleep, meditating, eating certain fruits and veggies, going on walks, connecting to nature, journaling. These were things that I thought I just loved to do. I didn't realize until I had to get back to myself that they were a necessity. It's what I needed to do. And as I started doing more of these practices and I started meditating every day, I realized that I could connect to my guides and my angels and to my soul team, I call them, or my galactic team that's out there. I could still make that a part of my life and it was stronger than it had ever been, but I could do it with the control and balance. And what does that look like? I evaluated everything because I didn't know if I even wanted to be a designer. The design business that I had had felt so like shallow, so surface compared to the type of person that I had transformed into. I had had what I call a spiritual awakening at this point. And the life that I had, the things that I was interested, completely shifted. And that happened for a lot of people during the pandemic, honestly. People just changed, realized what was important to them. What I would say also went through a a huge mass awakening in a lot of ways. For me, this was no different, but I realized I wanted something different in my life. And I also realized that these things that I thought were just 
just by chance were really conditional to my mental and intuitive well-being, my soul. And so as I was finding myself back to myself, I said, well, what does this all mean? And I was kind of playing with a lot of different modalities. One of them was I was talking to different spiritual teachers that I have always gone there. And I was like, okay, now I'm feeling safer that I can connect with protection. I always protect myself now, especially in the morning, making sure that I'm going in responsibly. When I go in to meditate and have any intuitive connection, I'm going in responsibly. And I'm making sure that I'm grounded every day, every morning, whether right now it's like freezing outside, but normally I would go outside barefoot, step on the grass and get that grounding energy from the earth. Another thing I realized that I needed, and if I can't do that, as soon as I wake up, I'm tethering myself with a red root energy down to the core of the earth. And I realized that I needed that protection and I needed that connection because if not, when you go to connect to the other side, you're just like literally out in the atmosphere, just like fucking like you know, and you can't do that. It's like driving without wheels. Like you need the wheels, you need the engine. So you could like really fly, you know? So at the time I was dabbling with, what does this all mean? Why did I go through all this? Why did this happen to me? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? Because now I feel like I'm kind of like a mess, right? I know what I don't want. I know it doesn't work for me anymore, but how do I fuse this new information and who blanches now into who I am and into the future? Because I have always been such a passionate, driven person. Like everything I do, I have to be in love with or else I can't do it. I can't just show up and just phone it in. So I was like, what the hell does this mean? So I did a lot of deep inner work, a lot of journaling, a lot of meditating, a lot of being alone in nature walks. And part of the things that started popping up for me, I know this is going to sound kind of weird to some of you out there, is I started going on TikTok a lot, which is like a lot of people out there during the pandemic because I was just like, what does this even mean? But what's interesting about energy and about signs and about your guides is that they're always there waiting to help direct you. They're always leaving little breadcrumbs for you. And when we're in something, when we have to figure something out, it's really hard to see that. But if you just calm your mind and your energy, you're able to pay attention to the things that you didn't realize were there all along. And so sometimes they get your attention by a sentence that pops up in a book, a bus that passes by that has a sign in it, a friend that calls you. For me, obviously, I wasn't walking through any crowds. It was the pandemic, right? And I wasn't going to like any stores. It was like my world got really, really small. It was like, baby, my phone, my husband, that's really it. And the only way they could get to me was honestly through TikTok. So I started getting all these accounts and people that were kind of in a similar boat to me that they had recently gone through something and they were working out what does that mean for them. And one of the people that came to me was actually this Akashic record reader, Alicia. And when I saw her videos, I think that when you see somebody that you know is a soul member of your family from either another time period or you're supposed to meet them or connect with them, there's an instant recognition. And so when I saw her, I remember going, wow, I want to connect with her. And she had done Akashic record reading and I'd heard a little bit about it in the past, but I had never really delved into it. So I was like, all right, why not? Let's book a reading and let's see if maybe I can get any answers to help me like what I went through because I I didn't even know what to do with all of this. I ended up booking a reading with her and it was life-changing. It was life-changing because she not only went into your record 
records and Akashic records are like a big Google Drive in the sky that has all your information of who you were before you came down to the planet. What is your mission here? If you have one, your passions, what is the point of you being here? How do you progress to your best life? Just so many answers and information of past, present, future, who you're going to be. And it's fascinating. But what was different for me is that I've had readings and connected with spiritual advisors before. But when she went into the records, I felt like I went into the records. I could feel the energy and the information. It's almost like when she was talking, I was like, yeah, I see that too. I feel that too. They were giving me confirmation one after the other. And it was like we were in this symbiotic experience where I was feeling what she was telling me. And so there was never any, oh, is that real or is that right? It was like, yeah, yeah, 100%. And we were just like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And it was just so amazing. And she shared this prayer with me, the opening prayer that you used to get in and to close out the session. And she was like, I'm gonna share this with you because what they're saying is that you're gonna be using the Akashic Records in your work. I don't know how, but basically you're gonna be using it. And this was for you, not to you, this was done. And this was for the next version of who you're going to be. And I don't know what that means, but they say somehow you're gonna be doing this work and you're gonna be connecting all these things that you've learned into what you do, which is great. It's like eye-opening, right? But you also finish the session and you're like, and now what the hell do I do? Now what do I do with all this? So then you're just going back in and figuring it all out. Fast forward, I literally started using the Akashic Records, going in and asking the questions, like what does my business want to be for my highest good? What do I do with this information? How does this become my reality? Because I was used to running my business a certain way. I was used to living my life a certain way. And the answers I got for myself were honestly let put into a program or into reality that other people can understand and assimilate to all the different tools that you use to connect your mind, body, and home and soul. And I use so many things that have to do with not only interior design, but intuitive connection and soul-based living and nutrition and mindfulness. I realized I wanted to put those all together, that there was really nothing out there that had them all together. There was like feng shui, right? Which is great. But what I don't love about feng shui is that there's one way that you're supposed to set up your space. So if you don't love the color red, well, you're screwed because that color is the color that's going to bring passion into your life. That's the only color. Or you put it in a dining room. But what if you like had a really bad visceral reaction to red in dining rooms? I don't know. It was just like very one tonal. And I'm a well AP and a lead AP. So sustainability, right? Healthy planet and a well AP, like the inhabitants experiencing the space. I believed in all of these things. I mean, I wrote a book years ago, Empower Design, that literally every publisher was like, why don't you write a design tabletop book? Do not write a book about the energy of space. And I was just like, no, 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 this is what I want. So I've always been on this track, but I realized I had to go deeper. The experience that I had being in the hospital, and honestly, even when I got out of the hospital, I went from what they would call postpartum psychosis. I went to postpartum depression, postpartum insomnia, postpartum anxiety, you name it. The universe was like, nah, bitch, we're giving it all to you. So those experiences now gave me information. They gave me empathy too, but by the way, that's what experiences do. They give you compassion and empathy, but it also gave me information. And so I created six archetypes. And when I was in my sessions with myself, with going into my records and meditation, I started writing out what are these archetypes and they're significant quadrants that all of them need to be in alignment and balance to really have a beautiful, abundant life. And it was really just putting into writing a lot of the things that I already do for myself. Like when I'm going through a certain transition, like I was going through, by the way, in 2020, I really need 
needed kin because it was grounding and I really needed bliss because let's face it, we all needed a lot of happiness at that point and there wasn't a lot of places to get it from. And I also needed that security and that balance and that grounding. I also needed still and still is about peace and serenity because as a new mom, we really just need that quiet and connection. So the things that really helped support me were things like the type of lighting levels I used in the house, furniture types, what brought me joy, certain artwork because we were in the middle of construction and renovation, which kind of halted with everything going on. But I wanted to bring in pieces that really brought me joy, meditations that I needed, mantras, systems. I go outside in the morning, I protect myself, I meditate, I do these things, self-care. What am I eating? What am I putting into my body? Exercise, which goes into vigor and supporting my body to make sure I was as healthy as I could be because obviously it was the pandemic. So everybody's dropping like flies, right? So all of these things really came into play during this time. And as I started creating these archetypes, I was like, what do I do with all these? And slowly it became conscious home. It became conscious home and I realized that it was bigger than me and that I wanted people to have access. I wanted the everyday person to have access to these tools and also to the Akashic Records because we all have an inherent right to this information. It's not gate kept, it's really ours. It's our divine right to have access to our own records just like anything else, just like our own health and our own mental health, right? We should have access to this. So with creating the website, what's really interesting is that not only you can get to your archetype. Obviously, the quiz helps because I was like, how do I assess who would need what in a way to help somebody get to their archetype? Because sometimes you think you need something or you want something, but it's not what you need. Like, I want more love and romance, so I'm going to go to ardor. But what you need is really more kin. You really need more foundation. So I was like, how do I get somebody to that support that they really need? And so we created the quiz. We created the website so you can actually go to your own Akashic Records. And I try to show you the way that I was shown and you make it your own. And that was about four years ago. And I'm going to be honest with you, I can't believe it's like I've had different lives in this life. And the person that I was before going into that is a completely different person than who I am now. I know that that happened for me and not to me because it's not that it's not painful. It's not that it doesn't hurt because it was so traumatic and stressful. But I really feel like through the fire, the Phoenix came out and I'm so much more grateful and centered and know exactly what I want my time on this earth to be about and what legacy I want to leave for those who will remember me and even for my daughter, the energy I want to create so that that light keeps going forward. And I want to end this with something really beautiful that I will never forget. During my time that week that I feel I was on another planet or in the ethos, I had the most amazing, beautiful downloads and visions that I will probably ever have in my life. And I remember one of them very specifically. And it was that through how crazy and how bad things seemed at that moment with the pandemic and nobody really knew what was going on. I saw all of us, the ones that are really aware that they want something better on this planet. They really look at life as like tomorrow's a better day and they want to create and bring joy and find happiness. And I saw all of us as these 
beautiful light workers holding hands and connected around the planet. There were so many more of us than there are those who don't want that. What happened through the pandemic, it was a silver lining that we realized more and more of us are realizing, yeah, it's kind of like a dumpster fire, a lot of the planet, right? There's a lot of shit going on, but there's so many beautiful things that we have yet to create, that we can create this renaissance and really just create something beautiful. And even just the everyday connection of when you see somebody and just smiling at them on the street can change somebody's life. And that's what I saw and what I learned. And it was the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen in my life. And I realized that I was given a gift. I was given a gift to see something that not everybody gets to see. And so that's where Conscious Home came from. I know not the simple story you thought you were getting, right? You like probably logged on and you're like, episode one of the podcast is going to be light and airy. Not this, not. We were unpacking some luggage. I like brought my Louis Vuitton to like unpack for you guys. But I don't know any other way than to live authentically. So I leave it all on the floor. And I really do believe that your vibe attracts your tribe. For those who resonate with this, just keep coming back because we have so many things planned. Our next episode is with actually Alicia. And it's really great because every time I'm around her, I feel like fairies and butterflies are hanging out. So come join us for our next episode too. I promise it'll be a lot more happier and vibier than this. This is like the trauma episode. So I apologize for that, but it had to be said. And that's really it. So have a great day.